Good morning, Anchor. Um, it is August the 29th, um, 2017. It's Caitlin here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to just, like, talk about my grief, but, you know, that's all I can kind of, that's all, all I have right now in my head. I just, it's, it's overwhelming to me, and it's, you know, I'm uh, dealing with a lot. Um, saw the boys for the first time yesterday, um, and since their dad passed, and I'm, you know, heartbroken, my, you know, the poor boys, you know, they're, they're holding up as best as, like, better than I could ever have imagined, and, you know, and I just keep thinking that, I've got to do everything I can to to follow through with what Dave wanted with the, for his boys, and you know, do everything I can to help Aaron follow through with you know keeping those boys active and, and not letting their the death of their father to to destroy their lives. Um, you know, Dave and. Uh, and my husband, Chris, uh, you know, made plans. They, they made plans to have these boys in hockey. They wanted to put them on the same team. They wanted to, you know, practice throughout the, uh, throughout the fall and, and, uh, spring on, you know, with baseball and get ready for summer next year and get ready for these boys to grow up and, become amazing young men and, you know, play sports that their dads did and, and you know, connect with their dads together in a way that, as somebody who spent most of, most of the time during practices, um, on the sidelines, um, kind of helping out, uh, just with the equipment, uh, helping get the boys get equipment on and keeping them on track during games. Um, it also gave me a very uh, unique you know, perspective um, of the relationships between uh, my husband and our son, as well as all the other boys on the team, and the same for Dave. Um, he was uh, not an official coach, but he was definitely, um, you know, he was a coach. He was he was their coach this summer. Um, there, he was. There's no doubt in my mind that that's you know, that's how they saw him. Like he was. He offered you know he was always helping the boys with something. He you know, was always there to help Chris with the games and. He was an amazing father to those boys from what I've seen over the past two and a half months and he was an amazing coach to the rest of the team and you know he was a great friend he offered great advice and you know he even unsolicited but sometimes but it was still you know well-meaning and good and he was a very much like my husband in his personality, 
which uh, definitely drew me to him in terms of friendship and and you know I think that's also what drew my husband in is you know somebody he he sees himself a lot of himself in you know who is uh, you know, doing pretty good in life and um, I think that's probably part of the reason it hurts so much for me is that you know it's I can see so much of Chris and him and it's or I saw so much of you know Chris and him and I just yeah it sucks well I know it's not gonna be my last post about uh, my uh, losing my friend um, and coach fellow coach but um, yeah I gotta Gotta start uh, working on me more. Gotta get out of this. Talk to you later. Something I want to I want to try to do something that is you know not just me ranting. Um, obviously today I don't have anything written out, um, and I'm you know pretty much going to just be ranting. But basically, um, you know I'm I want something more structured for working on my anxiety and working on the PTSD that I have and you know, the depression, the bouts of depression that I get and get sucked into and I'm trying to, you know, find a way to, you know, work through that and I find that for me, at least, um, having some sort of uh, routine and, you know, structure and calendar is, is best. Um, my problem is that if it's something that I can put away, as soon as I get into a depressive state, I hide it. And not even on purpose, sometimes sometimes I'll accidentally, you know, I'll put the diaper bag down on the table and, you know, the books under it, or if it's like the journal that I'm using or whatever is in the diaper bag and I leave it in there for weeks on end once I get into a depressive state and obviously then I get so far out of, you know, out of line with what I was originally doing that I have a panic attack that I'm, you know, horrible and that looking at that and starting just from the blank spot is going to be terrible and, you know, I don't want to do that either so I end up just leaving it and then you know, six months later, I feel like a horrible person for not being able to keep up with my anxiety and, you know, for giving in to the weakness. And it's not just in my, you know, mental um, aspects of life. It's, you know, it's also with the cleaning and the health on my aspect, you know, the keeping up with uh, personal hygiene and 
and financial issues um, that's all affected the exact same way the second I get into a depressive state I I revert back to freak out mode and just hide it and I don't want to deal with the stress and then I just don't deal with it and that's obviously not a healthy thing to do so um, that's why I would like to not only um, figure out a way to kind of put a semi-permanent maybe like calendar that I can maybe cross off or something along those lines that is somewhere that uh, you know I can see it throughout the day um, that uh, preferably my husband is able to kind of keep me um, on track with and you know be able to point out to me that I haven't done it that day if uh, you know if I haven't and that gives me you know a little bit more not motivation per se, but uh, gives me more um, incentive, I guess, to do it because he's watching, and for my anxiety, that's a huge thing. Um, and then, as well, some sort of just up to the max five minutes about anything, but uh, more structured more, you know, ideas that I have that I write down and I structure it and I talk and that would be um, something that I would like to do as well. So um, this is episode one of my as of now unnamed mental health section and hopefully it'll be named tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Good evening, Anchor. Uh, Caitlin here. Um, <clears throat> so, I actually feel like the most calm that I have felt in a very long time. And um, I, personally, am going to be attributing that to, at the moment, um, I don't know why I said I personally, that's really weird. It's me talking. So, anyways, um, I attribute that to the fact that um, I've been working on being more um, <clears throat> open and fighting through the anxiety that I have and, um, you know, pushing past the problems that I have. Um, Especially, you know, dealing with the severe anxiety um, in doing just, you know, even everyday things. And um, so not only have I been working on that, um, I also had a conversation with my husband about politics. And for anybody that knows me, um, they know that that would be like the biggest no-no ever, because, um, I love my husband, I, um, I wouldn't ever, you know, want to change him, um, well, yeah, too much, um, but, 
But I just, I get really emotional when we talk about politics because I see the humanity in people and I just let my emotions get the better of me. And he doesn't, and we disagree a lot of the time. We've never been able to finish a conversation about politics um, without it ending in me being upset. Um, which usually causes anxiety attacks, and then it's just a, you know, a mess there. And to be quite honest, um, the anxiety attack that I had just last week that um, caused me a lot of problems and, um, you know, kind of made me revert back to, um, like, a full hair-pulling session that I don't even remember. Um... Yeah, basically that was stemmed from uh, a conversation about politics that um, due to family, you know, needing to like move, like needing to get out, needing to do things because it was, we had things planned, we had to, you know, put it down and move on temporarily, but obviously for anybody who has anxiety and and depression, and OCD, and PTSD, and just the list goes on, and it sucks. But anybody who does, you know that um, it is extremely difficult to stop a conversation, um, and just stop a conversation. Most of the time, you are going to end a conversation, but your brain is going to keep going. And that's why maybe I get so emotional, um, because... I'm still feeling it. I'm still hearing him say those, the things that he said over in my head, even though he's not saying it. I know that sounds absolutely insane, but, you know, that's how my brain, um, that's how my brain works. Um, but yeah, so basically, today, look at us, we com successfully completed and somewhat agreed on a topic regarding politics, more specifically American politics, where we have a lot of disagreements on, as, <clears throat> man, I feel a little embarrassed to say this, um, for some god-awful reason, my husband has this weird love for Trump, yeah, it's terrible, I know, um, but yeah, we finished the conversation. We had a good conversation, and um, I'm really proud of us. And I don't know, it's like a milestone. <laughs> First time we completed a political fight without a uh, little argument without fighting, I should say. But uh, yeah, that's um, that was that conversation. Um, so yeah, that was that conversation, and. Um, I feel better. Um, I feel really good. Proud of myself. Um, so now is the next portion of uh, kind of where I wanted to go with this, basically. Um, so I was thinking earlier, um, and this is uh, kind of for everybody, but um, kind of just me talking, but it's also uh, for Mackenzie. Um, okay, so basically earlier I was thinking, I was holding Aubrey, um, and I was thinking about how amazing my gorgeous little three and a half month old baby girl is. And, uh, I was thinking about how, 
um, how she is here because of Chris and I. And Chris and I are together um, because of our situation, our lives, crossing paths back in 2009, well, yeah, pretty much 2009, um, back in 2009, our lives crossing paths and connecting and then starting to, you know, date in 2010 and, um, started to think that, you know, well, I remember thinking, um, you know, I've re I remember having thoughts that, you know, well, if my life, if my life were different, if I had chosen to go to university straight out of high school, if I had chosen to, um, you know, not, um, if I had chosen, yeah, if I had chosen to go to university instead of um, staying and working and partying my emotions away um, and drinking my emotions away when I was, you know, legal, obviously, um, 19 um, and 20 before I met my husband, or obviously then boyfriend, um, but yeah, if my grandmother's death hadn't, uh, if my two grandmothers passing away hadn't, uh, started a trigger, um, started a landslide basically, um, digging into, you know, the PTSD and the OCD and the anxiety and depression that comes along with that, um, then, you know, maybe I would have gone to university and then, who knows, maybe, maybe by some weird, super act of faith and whatever else is in this universe, um, maybe, maybe we would have crossed paths, but knowing Chris and knowing his, um, circle of friends and whatnot, the likelihood that that would have happened, pretty slim. Um, so that got me thinking that, you know, if my life was so easily changed by the, um, decision I made based on my trauma, then who's to say without him knowing, outwardly knowing or admitting because, you know, my husband's working on it, but he's not the greatest when it comes to understanding mental health and what doesn't want to admit that he has any mental health issues I think he does but that's another story altogether um, and he knows that um, but uh, if it if the trauma affected me then who say it didn't affect him and you know comparatively his dad passing away when he was Jacob's age Jacob and Nathan's age um, you know, led him to where he is today. It led him to be the person he is 
in some ways, some maybe small or definitely smaller than mine, um, you know, in some cases. And um, in some cases, he's not. Um, he may be more affected. Um, you know, it's hard to say, obviously, and that's, I think, um, a whole nother topic. Um, I don't know why I'm talking to my phone when I'm wearing my headphones. <laughs> um, whole nother topic, but um, yeah, I'm still doing it. And my headphones are on backwards. Anywho, okay, um, but basically, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's why we should have compassion and empathy and humanity and treat everyone with respect because you don't know what they're going through or, you know, how it's affecting them. Um, but like I said, whole other segment, another topic. Anyways, um, back where I was. So, yeah, if, if Chris's life could have taken a traumatic and drastic, traumatic's not the right word, drastic turn, um, if his dad hadn't passed away, because mine could have taken a dramatic turn if I, if, you know, if I had gone to university it's still a change. It's still a, a detour on the typical straight path. And in today's society, that causes changes, whether whether or not it's um, you know still a required straight path. Either way, you're any any yes or no, any do or don't, any live or die. They're all going to or together or not together. Um, they're all going to affect you, and so by that logic, as horrible as it is and as sad as it makes me that you know he had to grow up without his dad, um, Chris growing up without his dad is in all honesty, a huge, most likely a huge factor in us being together. His path might have drastically changed, um, which means that my beautiful baby girl and my currently super annoying five-year-old He's sleeping right now, though. Um, they are... They are here... Because... Of everything that happened in our lives. And that includes his dad passing. So... As... Um, as horrible as it may sound... Aubrey passed away... So his grandchildren would be here in the world where we're all connected. Um, the whole you're never more than six degrees of separation away from somebody that rings true, like 
something ridiculously like 99 whatever I don't know if that's true or not don't quote me on that um, but you know we're, we're you can always find connections um, even if it's not a person you're connected by organizations by there's just so many things that we can be connected to other people by and um, yeah it is all part of the you know some sort of you know plan of sorts it's you know if you believe in God I'm sure that's what it is if you don't like you know I don't specifically believe in God I don't think he I don't think there is any God but I do believe that everything happens for a reason that kind of the original atoms in the atmosphere kind of must disperse you know and as they as they will that doesn't make sense uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense at all, but um, I think basically what I was trying to say was that um, they'll kind of, they're, they're always in motion, you know, uh, oh my god, what is that saying? Um, something, oh my god. <sighs> I can't even think, wow, I'm just blown blanking. The the whole, um, if you're in motion, it's easier to continue to be in motion. Wow, this is so sad that I'm blanking on this. Um, yay, an anxiety-riddled brain that you can't think of anything but the Blue Jays mat, the Blue Jays sign that I'm looking at right now is all I can think of. Um, yeah, anxiety plus... Uh, exhaustion and I've lost everything um but basically if you know what I'm talking about um that basically everything's always moving and um it just I don't think it ever stops um scientists have proven that you know even the atoms in our body are always moving um, within each their cells with within themselves um so in my opinion, they're always moving, and obviously I have not done much research into this. I'm not going to claim to be an accredited scholar or even minor researcher into this. That's not the word I meant. The, um, God, I'm forgetting words all over the place today. Um, Anyways, um, yeah, I'm not claiming to be knowledgeable on the subject um, in the slightest, but I feel that everything is, you know, always moving, and that is going to include people, and unfortunately, that's just how life is, and, um, you know, we have to move on, and usually, for the most part, we are fairly lucky on, you know, the average person won't experience um, a you know tra severe traumatic loss uh, like we have with Dave, um, you know uh, his f wife, his kids, his siblings, his parents, his friends, his family, the rest of his family, all of us, his friends, it, his friends that are family. I met his best friend on Tuesday. Um, they've been friends since they were six and. 
he's the one that found him, and he's the saddest man I've ever seen in my entire life. That's a whole other topic. Um, i got to finish this. This has been like 10 minutes. It's 13 minutes now. This is ridiculous, Caitlin. Um, also, I have to get back to cleaning. I just stopped to talk because I can't do two things at once now. <sighs> Where was I? Anxiety attack, anxiety attack, anxiety attack. Bleah. <laughs> Anyways, basically, Mackenzie, anybody, um, what I'm saying is I don't remember it every time I think about him and... You know, I don't expect anybody to. I don't expect you to or anybody. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think about it this way. Dave is no longer with us because he... The, the experiences that Jacob and Nathan are going to experience because of his death and um, the the fighting that they're going to do in spite of his death because boy I know that they are going to fight and Chris and I are going to do everything we can they're our power as you know their baseball and possible future hockey coaches it's a long story um, can sorry I just turned the water on <laughs> um Blah, I gotta finish this. Yeah, we're gonna do everything we can, but basically, um, I was seeing it as I'm trying to look at it as Dave passed away so that the little girl he never had will be in Nathan's or Jacob's arms one day. That's how I have to remember it, or try to at least. Good night.